there's something about nature. It's hard to understand how organized and interconnected it truly is, likely because there's so much diversity and language that we don't quite understand yet. Nature is like a chain of relations that eventually always leads back to itself. There's nothing you can do to nature that it doesn't eventually do back to you. And while we live in a modern mindset, hell-bent on less diversity, more uniformity, and a vanishing remembrance of our intimate relationship with the wild, that incorruptible seed within us of who we truly are is simply waiting for us to awaken it. I believe the simplest path back to Eden is by touching Mother Earth. The quickest way is to move, breathe, sweat, and challenge ourselves upon her firmament. When we move this enigmatic instrument called the human body across the skin of the earth, she whispers right back. And whether you know it or not, you hear her. Let's take a look at two examples of connecting our movement practice back to where it came from, closing that chain of relations. My desire is to help people experience how alive and ecstatic and amazing being a human on Earth can be. You don't really think about it, but there is an art to tree climbing. There is indeed. I guess you could summarize it as natural movement training. It's something that's quite innate in uh, most of us. We all can remember climbing as a child, and somewhere along the way, that play drive to go and climb something and becomes atrophied. And I guess we kind of have to relearn again. We didn't evolve for the urban spaces. We evolved for the natural spaces. Because of the complexity, it causes you to organize movement more effectively. Those are signals of what evolution thinks is important. If you've ever wondered about the purpose of movement beyond burning calories and heart health, you may want to consider the words of Rafe Kelly and Ben Metter as they express the deeply rooted necessity of bringing your movement practice back to nature. Yeah, so evolving play is my concept around movement and how a human being needs to move to kind of be the most adaptable, resilient, and happiest human. The basic idea is we evolved to move. We evolved to move in really specific ways that are um, our species in particular's ways of moving. We evolved to move through the natural world. That's the context the human movement evolved in. We evolved to move with a tribe, right? We're social animals and we need to interact with other people in the way that we move. And we evolved to develop movement primarily through play. Humans are the most playful animals actually in the world. And all mammals actually develop most of their movement repertoire as, um, as babies through play. So when we want to educate people about movement, we need to take them back to play. That's the fastest way for them to learn. And the way that we play um, inherently, the things that are really engaging for us, that have always been engaging and that are engaging across all cultures, those are signals of what evolution thinks is important. We love to climb trees because we evolved from 60 million years of arboreal animals. So when we climb trees, we are, we're fulfilling 
what evolution has sort of made of us. In the same way when we roughhouse, if you see a, a bunch of signs saying, don't run, don't jump, don't climb, don't roughhouse, we have to be told not to do those things because they're so important to us to, to do. And if we have a culture that completely shuts that down, we're actually literally shutting down a lot of our humanity. So reclaiming that is an important capacity of, of really being a more alive human being in the world. common signs of um, natural movement being kind of uh, just eliminated, whether by design or by just unintended consequences? Well, we live in a culture right now where we have an obesity epidemic. Um, there's probably lots of roots of that, but you know, I think a significant part of it is that we don't have uh, movement as part of a culture, that we take small children and we put them in chairs and we ask them to sit for hours every day. And this is profoundly unnatural and it, it, it takes away from their ability to move. Their bodies don't adapt and don't grow the ways that they're supposed to. And I think this is part of the reason for the obesity epidemic. In addition, we have an epidemic of depression and anxiety. When we move in nature, we are, your body rewards you for movement by giving you antidepressant chemicals, right? When we're in nature, microbes in the soil feed us in ways that are antidepressant. Phytochemicals in trees have antidepressant effects. So part of the reason, and only part of the reason, for depression and anxiety in our culture is because we're not getting these evolutionarily important aspects of movement. Uh, furthermore, you know, people are weak. Uh, people are move poorly. People have bad patterns and are in pain. And I think a lot of that is because they're removed from the context of natural movement. Adults sit an average of six to eight hours a day. People are more than 60 move around even less. Regardless of how much exercise you do, you cannot undo the harms of sitting. There's been an accumulating body of evidence that suggests that by sitting, you raise your risk of insulin resistance, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and overall all-cause mortality. Evolutionarily, we were not designed to be sitting, and unfortunately, our modern technology has gotten us to the point where we can pretty much go throughout our day without getting up. The effects of sitting too much can wreak havoc on your health, but it can also change your mood. Adding insult to injury, if your sitting posture isn't proper or functional, it can have a cumulative effect where the mind and body conjure mood swings and chronic discomfort like clockwork. All of this is further compounded by a detachment from the natural world. There's something called the dirt hypothesis or the hygiene hypothesis of allergies. We have an epidemic of allergies in this country. And the best theory as to why is because the immune system itself evolved to be calibrated off of microbes in the soil. When we are so clean that we never encounter dirt, our immune system doesn't know how to react and we develop allergies. And in the same way, I think that many systems in our body are adapted to moving in nature. And when they don't have that access, they go haywire. We have tons of chronic pain in our culture, chronic foot pain, chronic uh, shoulder pain, chronic back pain. And we don't have the normal inputs for pain. There's something called notioception, which is the primary sort of signaling from the cells that goes into the brain that the brain interprets and turns into pain or not pain. 
When you're running around through the woods, you're getting small scrapes, small abrasions, uh, little bruises. The brain, in my opinion, is supposed to be calibrating what's painful off of those. It's supposed to be learning the whole system of the body and mapping it from this type of movement. When the maps are poor, when there's no nociceptive signaling coming in, the, the pain system becomes overreactive and small insults become major problems. So people have lots of pain when I don't really think that they, they need to. What they need is to do more things that create small stresses on the body and the body will become stronger and more resilient, more adaptable and just happier. happens um, you know between being a child and just climbing a tree and then suddenly you're fearful as an adult? Yeah, I, I sort of um, can summarize it down to two things. Um, fear comes into play. At some point somebody says to you don't climb that you might hurt yourself. Um, you start building up a database as it were of consequences that loss of innocence and probably more powerful because fear can be combated you know, over time is probably the, the shame I guess you know if you're seen climbing a tree as an adult one assumes that maybe you're drunk or somebody says don't jump. So people generally are worried about what other people might think. No matter what anyone tells you, you haven't lost it if you feel like that tree is calling you to climb it. Or by setting your eyes upon that field that it may just be beckoning you to run through it. And you are not crazy for thinking the civilized world could use a little play as necessary, not a luxury. I guess you could summarize it as natural movement training. So from an evolutionary perspective, I believe that uh, we all have these innate human abilities that we once needed to uh, eat or not be eaten. And we, uh, I now teach adults to basically reclaim those. And at the heart of it all is the play. Another human being is the most complex movement apparatus that you can kind of engage with. Uh, movement in nature is very complex and it's a wonderful thing in that way. Um, but humans are part of nature, other bodies are part of nature. And it's a really important thing for us to be able to solve. We are warriors. We evolved to have these capacities and there's something that the body needs some element of. When it doesn't have it, again, it's not going to express its full potential for strength, for integrity, for agility, for coordination, for mind and body connection. If you go back to traditional martial arts, so the foundation of physical health, the foundation of a physical practice is grappling. When we can get together with partners and create ways of of slowly, progressively giving you that, those elements, we're gonna create people again who have better connections between their mind and the body. You have to solve problems physically when you're wrestling with somebody. That's not the same as when doing some exercise in the gym. Wrestling is fundamental. Grappling is fundamental. Roughhousing with another human being is fundamental. Children are incredibly attracted to this because it's a rich source of nourishing your humanity. When you take your practice into nature, um, the practice kind of develops more naturally on its own and it requires less structured input in a way. I have this, this experience of, of just like incredible gratitude for the natural world, right? 
in this. When you're done training in a parkour gym, you're done training in a martial arts gym, you don't like sit down and say, wow, it's so beautiful here. <laughs> I can't believe I'm here witnessing these osprey flying overhead and this waterfall and these amazingly beautiful trees. So for me, there's something really nourishing about just being in nature. And when I can orient my physical practice in these beautiful natural places, it allows me to get so much more connected and attuned to that. And that's uh, incredibly rewarding. Thank you.